2022 at 6.08 a.m. So I'm up early, as you all can hear, but today we're going to do something a little different. So I actually have a church retreat to go to, and so the retreat is going to be literally the whole day from 7 a.m. to um, 6 p.m., and so what I want to do today is really just share with you all about the retreat and how I enjoyed it. So this is, of course, before I, I attend the retreat and um, I'm going to go to the retreat, you know, just be in God's presence and see what the Lord has to say to me today. And then I want to come back with you all and share my notes on the retreat, how I felt, what I felt God was saying, and also just, you know, get you all involved in that in that process. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to record just as intro, intro to say good morning and start off my day before I get to the retreat. But then the last later portion of this audio recording is going to be after I come back from the retreat. Um, so my thoughts before going, I'm very excited. I'm looking forward to it. I've been to a retreat before, but it's been years really. And so this one's going to be really interesting. Um, so I'm really excited to just be at a retreat, be in God's presence, be with God's people, learn about God, and just to fellowship with um, other believers and to hear what God has to say to me. So I'm very excited. Um, it's early, but I feel good. I'm energized and pumped and excited. So excited. <laughs> so I'm just looking forward to a blessed and awesome day, blessed and awesome retreat. I hope you all are doing great and we'll talk later. Okay, bye. Till next time, of course, when I come back from the um, retreat. Okay, I'm pausing this video right now. Bye. Hi, everyone. So I'm back after an 11-hour retreat. And wow, God is good. <laughs> so let's open up in prayers first so that way I can just, you know, be with you all in the presence of God and to share my thoughts on the retreat and some insight that I learned from it that I think will be very helpful to you all. Okay, Heavenly Father, I just want to say thank you for this awesome day. Um, thank you, God, for all that you do, Lord God, for your presence, for keeping us, God, for waking us up and just always being with us, God. You never leave nor forsake us. Despite how far we drift away, God, you remain near. You remain close, God, and you call us, God. You welcome us with open arms. You are a loving Father. You are a kind Father. You are so good, Jehovah Jireh. God, we worship you. We praise your name. We pray that you bless the session father god and then may all the information shared be useful god to plant great great seeds and bear good fruits god and just to spread onto the world and to all those that would need to hear this god um in the season and wherever this may find them and meet them lord god may you have your way as you do always god um thank you father god i pray that you bless uh, my pastor just for the awesome message god you just replenish her with much more and just fill her up, God, as she poured out into us uh, today, Lord God, that may you replenish her with everything good that you have in store for her. And just all the people that attended, Lord God, that may they be blessed as I was and just take that message forth and bear good fruit in their personal lives. And just may we trust in you, God, may we just surrender and just lean on you, rely on you for everything, God, because you are our help. Who does our help come from? It, from you, God. So we thank you, God. We love you. We pray to see your most holy name amen so hello guys i'm back after an awesome 11 hour retreat wow what a day um 
yeah, it was just, it was very good. You know, we had different sessions. We started off in prayers and then we had the word, worship and pray and so forth and so forth. It was just a blessed a retreat. So I'm going to, the title, um, I'm going to talk about, I'm sorry, I'm going to focus on uh, the chapter that really was the main plot or point of the retreat. The title, first of all, is called Conquering Uzzah, Uzzah, Uzzah. Um, and so, yeah, conquering Uzzah. So this is going to be derived from 2 Samuel chapter 6, verses 1 to 15. So 2 Samuel chapter 6, 1 through 15. And so Uzzah, if you guys read the story, please, let me actually go ahead and read it. You know, that would be helpful. But if you all read the story, you would know that Uzzah was a guy who was transporting the altar of God to um to where it needed to be and he was in disobedience and so because of that God did something so let me go ahead and first read it right so it's going to be a long read but please bear with me I think it's very important to get the background of the story so that way everything else that I have to say moving forward would make sense but like I said the retreat was mostly based on this right the title of the retreat was called conquering Uzzah and this was the the passage in which we were um, analyzing and then we of course did cross references for other people but okay let me just go read it let me read it first before I give the summary the ark brought to Jerusalem that's the title verse one David again brought together all the able young men of Israel 30,000 he and all his men went to Bala in Judah to bring up from there the Ark of God, which is called by the name, the name of the Lord Almighty, who was enthroned between the Sibram on the Ark. They set the Ark of God on a new cart and brought it from the house of Abinab, which was, a son, which was on the hill. Uzzah and Ahio, sons of Abinab, were guiding the new cart with the Ark of God on it. And Ahio was walking in front of it. David and all Israel were celebrating with all their might before the Lord with castanets, harps, lyres, timbrels, cisterns, and cymbals. When they came to the threshing floor of Nacom, Uzzah reached out and took hold of the Ark of God because the oxen stumbled. The Lord's anger burned against Uzzah because of his irrelevant irreverent act therefore God struck him down and he died there beside the ark of God then David was angry because the Lord's wrath had broken out against Uzzah and to this day the place is called Perez Uzzah which in translation means outbreak against Uzzah David was afraid of the Lord that day and said how can the ark of God ever come to me he was not willing to take the ark of the Lord to him, to be with him in the city of David. Instead, he took it to the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite. The ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite, for three months, and the Lord blessed him in his entire household. Now King David was told, The Lord has blessed the house of Obed-Edom and everything he has because of the ark of God. So David went to bring up the ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom to the city of David with rejoicing. When those who were carrying the ark of the Lord had taken six, six steps, he sacrificed a bull and a fattened calf, wearing a linen ephod, 
David was dancing before the Lord with all his might. While he and all Israel were bringing up the ark of the Lord with shouts and the sounds of trumpets. Amen. Okay, so like I said, that was a very long read, but this is again what we focus on at the retreat. And so just to give you all a summary, right? Um, so as you can see, Uzzah and his brother Ahio were transporting the Ark of the Lord. I think they were supposed to transfer it to David's house, but they were transporting the Ark of the Lord. And so the oxen in which was carrying the Ark, I guess it tripped and stumbled and it looked like the Ark was going to fall. And so Uzzah reached out and he tried to, you know, stop the ark from falling because that was God's ark and he didn't want it to fall. And then God said that his act was irreverent. And because of that, he struck him dead. And so David, of course, was very angry and was like, oh my gosh, why would you do that, God? Like, you know, that's, I don't know, mean or rude or whatever <laughs> he felt at that moment. And so because of that, he feared the Lord. And since he was afraid of God, he was like, okay, well, I definitely don't want this ark to come to my house because I'm sure he was thinking like, I'm about to get killed too. And I don't want to get killed. So he sent the ark to Obed-Edom's house. And then of course, news came out to David that Obed was being blessed from this ark being in his house and so forth. And of course, David wanting some of the blessing, the piece of the pie, he was like, you know what? I changed my mind, bring the ark back to my house. And so because of that, now that he realized that, okay, the first way was not the proper way to honor God's ark, he went ahead and, and killed a fattened calf and made sacrifices for this ark and received it properly so that way his household can be blessed as well. And so... Yeah, so that is pretty much the, the, the um, summary, right? First, what are my thoughts? Okay, when I first read this or heard this, right? This is the first time I think I've ever been brought revelation of the scripture. But when I read this, I first thought like, just like David, I was like, hmm, God, like, why did you have to kill Uzzah, right? That was my thought. Why did you kill Uzzah? I don't think Uzzah did anything wrong because I'm thinking, well, he was just trying to stop your ark from falling because the oxen that was carrying the ark stumbled. And so I was thinking like, okay, God, what if he didn't touch the ark and he allowed it to fall? Wouldn't you still be mad at the fact that your ark fell and, you know, wasn't honored properly? And so that was honestly my initial thoughts when I read this because I was like, okay, well, God, like, I don't know why you did that. And I don't think that was fair and that was that was just. And so that was just kind of like my preconceived notions on, you know, God and his character and his act. I thought it was unlawful. You know, that's just how I don't speak to God in a rude way, but I did in my notebook. I'm reading my notes right now. I kind of asked God a question and I was like, well, God, why did you do that? Because I felt like that was wrong that was kind of cruel of you to do that to kill somebody who was just trying to make sure that your ark didn't fall because if your ark ended up falling I feel like it could have been way worse than him trying to prevent it from falling and so that's kind of where my thoughts stops so now the whole the whole um retreat like I said was based on this right it was called conquering Uzzah and so my pastor she did a really good job at kind of explaining what this meant first of all it's really important to know the background of um, a situation before we make our judgments right and so the background of this is that why the lord has struck Uza was because Uza did an unlawful act Uza was not permitted to touch the ark of god the ark of god was never to be touched by anybody 
It was just something that they were supposed to transport from one place to another. But because he maybe didn't understand the customs, he touched it, which was very unlawful. It was disrespectful. And because God felt like, hey, you're breaking my laws, you're breaking my commandments. And so that's why he was struck. Not because God was evil or rude or mean, was because Uzzah did not follow um, follow the proper order of how to do things, right? He didn't follow God's laws. And so because of that, God was angry and because of that, he killed him. And so, um, yeah, so that's kind of what happened, right? Uzzah was trying to help God. He was trying to say that, okay, well, God, you're quote unquote weak and because you're not not really he didn't say that but just kind of what what giving you a summary of what my pastor said was saying that Uzzah was kind of in his mind maybe thought like well I need to help God because maybe God cannot do it himself maybe God doesn't understand like what's going to happen so let me take control and help God and that sounds like a lot of us right a lot of us human beings we always try to get in the way to help God to make sure that hey let me do my part let me help God out because he might not fully know what to do and that's obviously not true because God is sovereign, right? He's all sovereign, all sufficient God, and he can do every and anything. We don't need to help him. And so who was Uzzah? She went on to say Uzzah can be a lot of us. Uzzah can be somebody, a person who wants to do things of God, but does not understand the ways of God. So Uzzah's ignorant in essence, right? He's somebody who thinks he knows what he's doing and thinks he's doing the right thing because all the things that seem good to a person is not always right. There's a scripture in the Bible, uh, the ways of, oh my gosh, I, I can't think of it right now. I'm having a brain fart, but the ways of the man seem right uh, to them, but at the end, it leads to death. That's just the best paraphrase, but hopefully you all have heard that verse before. And this is kind of what happened, right? Uzzah thought, okay, this leads, this this seems good. This act seems lawful. This act seems kind. This gesture seems like I'm trying to help God out. And I'm making sure that his ark doesn't fall. But at the end, it led him to death because why? He was out of order. He was disobedient. He was breaking God's laws, which was do not touch the ark right first of all he wasn't even from the right tribe to touch this ark he had no right to even put his hand on the on the ark and so um that's you know why god struck him in essence but nevertheless he's somebody that wants to do good and you know wants to serve god but he doesn't know the ways of god he doesn't truly know who, who god is because there's one thing to be in church serving 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 but god can say hey do this thing else right serve in the children's ministry for example but you want to be in the choir because everyone's going to see you and so if you're in a choir serving, yes, you're serving God, but you're out of order. You're not in God's order when he he's telling you, be in the backgrounds and work in a children's ministry. Yes, you can still serve me, but do what I'm telling you. Do it the way that I'm, I'm, I'm asking you. Don't do what you think is best for me, but do what I'm asking you. That's what God tells a lot of us. Because honestly, truth be told, a lot of us think we know God's mind. And so we try to do things for him without his, his permission, right? This, this example of the service. Yes, God, of course, wants all of us to serve in the body of Christ because we all make up one body. And it's important that we all play a role. But he can 
require us to serve in many different areas but because we say okay well god in general wants us to serve in church and in the body of christ that means i'm gonna go serve in the choir so i can be seen but your motives are wrong because you're doing it for for self-gratification you're doing it because of pride but god on the other hand is trying to humble you he's trying to teach you things he's trying to develop things he's trying to maybe instill you how to be a good parent when you have kids and he wants you to go in private to be in a children's ministry and out of disobedience, you go to the choir. Do you think that God will be pleased with you? Yes, your actors may be right in the, in the eyes of human beings, but you're disobeying God. So I don't think God will be pleased with you, right? Just because you're quote unquote doing the right thing doesn't mean that you're in position of where God needs you to be. And so that's what it means. I think not knowing the ways of God, but wanting to do things for God without truly understanding what does God require of me. And so Uzzah is also somebody who doesn't spend their personal time seeking out the voice of God, reading scriptures, but they follow blindly what others say. They don't seek God out for themselves, but instead they listen to other people. And so Uzzah was kind of, you know, because again, she what she talked about was that David was the leader. David was a bad leader because he didn't teach his people how to properly honor the ark of god because if he did Uzzah would have known beforehand that you don't touch the ark of god that is unlawful and so what does that tell us right it tells us that it's important that we are careful of who we follow and who we listen to not all leaders hear god not all leaders are god sent or god led and so if we're listening to fools guess what we become fools right it says hang out with fools and become fools so that being said, it's very important that we're careful who we listen to, who are we following, because we following the wrong person can lead us in the wrong path. And so we need to be careful of who we're getting advice from, who we're listening to, especially when it comes to our soul, right? To the people that we get spiritual leadership from, that is the most important. And Uzzah, again, like I said, following David blindly, because if David had thought his people correctly, then this was something that Uzzah would have never done. And so because of that, Uzzah had to die while David got to live, you know, because David was able to repent and change his ways. So we got to be careful of our leaders and the people that we listen to spiritually. Even me, you know, cross, don't just listen to everything I say and just think that I know everything. I don't, I do not. I'll be the first to tell you that I don't know everything. I don't, I don't know much, you know, but thank God for the Holy Spirit who speaks through me. And so because of that, whether the Holy Spirit speak through, speaks through me or not, you still need to go see God for yourself. You still need to go see God and build that relationship with God for yourself. You sought out his voice. You sought out his scriptures and see what is God saying to me? Not what I'm telling you to do. Not what your favorite pastor on, on YouTube is telling you to do. Not what your actual pastor is telling you what to do. Because truth be told, I know some people who literally are brainwashed by their pastors in a sense where they don't challenge them. They don't question them. They their pastors tells them hey you know um i don't know every woman should be wearing skirts and no pants or whatever just a random example and those people don't even seek out scriptures to see where does god say that and what does god say about clothing or whatever they just go ahead and okay my pastor said this i'm gonna do exactly what they say blindly and so it's really important that we're careful of our leadership and careful of the advice that we get and careful not to be fools and walk blindly but to always seek God out for ourselves 
And so, yeah, Uzzah is another is a person who doesn't take the time to do the work spiritually. They expect others to do the work while they benefit. And so you cannot sit there and expect your pastors or your leaders to be the only ones that are feeding you spiritually. You know, like babies, where babies depend on their parent. They depend on the parent to change them, to wash them, to feed them, and to do everything. We cannot be babies in the faith. We cannot be babies spiritually. We got to become adults someday, right? Paul said that, yes, when you're a child, you, you drink milk and things like that. But when you become an adult, you have to transition to solid food. You cannot live on milk your whole life because if you do, if you're a grown adult, you know, in your 30s or 40s or whatever, um, even late 20s, and you're only eating milk, you'll be malnourished if you're not eating, you know, your proteins and your vegetables and your fruits and all that, you'll be not malnourished. Malnourished. As babies, you can only survive from milk because you don't have the the antibodies and all the, you know, functions in your body yet to digest these these more complex meals but when you become older your body develops and so now you have the ability to digest those complex meals and so because of that you have to start digesting the complex meals of god right you got to read his words for yourself you cannot expect your pastors or your spiritual leaders to spoon feed you like a baby for the rest of your life there got to be a time where you stand up and say you know what i'll take control of my faith i'll take control of my um, relationship with christ and you got to seek christ for yourself and seek to know him for yourself and so um yeah Uza kind of expected david to to be the one to tell him here's what to do but guess what if Uza had read the bible if Uza had sought god for direction and wisdom he would have known right from wrong because sometimes our leaders are not perfect they're human beings right and so they might not always give us the right direction not that they they mean to do it spitefully you know i would like to think that you know the leaders that we have aren't spiteful and they want to mislead us but some of them they don't mean to do it spitefully but guess what they're they're imperfect too they might make a mistake and because they make a mistake doesn't mean that we suffer for their mistakes so we have to be on our guard we got to feed ourselves with the word of god so that way we aren't led astray and that we can understand the truth for ourselves but we don't depend on somebody else to do the work and then come tell us what they think their truth is we all have the Holy Spirit within us when you become a born-again Christian and you receive God. He gives you his interpreter, his helper, the Holy Spirit. And because of that, we can understand God's truth for ourselves. We don't need anybody to interpret it for us. We have the Holy Spirit who is our one and true interpreter and knows the truth and mind of God. And so because of that, right, this person, Uzzah, they endangered themselves and others. And yes, like I said, Uzzah endangered himself because at the end he got killed. And what if his brother blindly followed after him? That was someone else that would have walked in in, in um, his footsteps. And so, again, we need to be careful that we're not like Uzzah. We're not um, like this person who is prideful, like this person who doesn't have a relationship with God, like this person who depends on others for their growth and relationship with God, um, like this person person who tries to help God, who is that quote-unquote independent person that, you know, I want to do everything by myself. I don't need no help from anybody, and I'm the one that got to help people. No, we don't need to be like that. We need to be humble. We need to trust God and know that God is all-sufficient, that God does not need our help. If anything, we need His help. Literally, we need God's help. We cannot do anything without His help. And so because of that, right, Uzzah being Uzzah, God Himself in trouble he died he put himself in danger in harm's way and he 
arouse the Lord's anger. That is the worst place to be in the angry, in the anger of God. I don't want to be there. And so going on, so that is, you know, the first part, right? We talked about this person that we are trying to conquer, the spirit that we're trying to conquer. And another in- interesting thing that I learned about the word Uza in Hebrew, it means her strength, right? And her strength was that Uzzah was trying was trusting in his, his own strength. He trusted that he had the strength to do all things, which is why he tried to stop the ark from falling. He thought, well, because I'm so powerful, I can do this. I can help God out. God does not need our help. God does not need us to play second chief in command. No, we're not the CFO. You know, no, God is period. God is the almighty. There's no other gods like him. God beside him nobody can compare and so we should not even try to compare and say oh we're we're many gods and we can help him no no we cannot we cannot help God he is all sufficient all powerful he does not need our help he's Jehovah Jireh he provides for everything he has all and everything he made this world so we don't need to help him and so Uzo was trusting in his own strength. He was ignorant. He was, you know, walking ignorantly. And because of that, that got him killed. And so that was the first portion, right? Just knowing that um, we have to be careful again how we view God. We should not view God as weak. We should not view ourselves as being so strong and mighty that we got to help this almighty God do anything because we can't. Like we will be kind of ignorant to say that. And so it goes on to Exodus chapter 33, 34, and I think some other chapters, but those are the only two that I recorded. But it talked about now the second, the other, um, the other example of a leader, because, because again, David was this leader who, you know, we're not going to blame everything on David, but at the end of the day, we kind of, we'll, we'll give him some, some blame because, you know, at the end of the day, yes, I think leaders have a lot of responsibilities and the way that they lead their people kind of falls back on them, right? Leaders, they carry the burden for the people that they lead. For example, if a sheep gets lost from a shepherd, you don't blame the sheep for going astray. You blame the shepherd for not keeping that sheep in check. And so leaders are in essence shepherds of the sheep. And we in essence are the sheep because we follow this leader. And so if we fall astray, yes, our leaders get the blame. But after a while, you cannot blame the leaders always. You got to sometimes take accountability as a quote unquote sheep and say, you know what? I knew better. I could have done better. I could have sought out God for myself. And so we don't want to blame David 100% for Uzzah's mistakes. But he does get the blame, right? Because he wasn't the best leader that he could have been to instruct and instill the correct values and mindset in his um and as I guess follower per se um, but anyways we look at a different example of what a good leader is and what a good leader should do and Moses is a person of uh, study in Exodus chapter 3 33 to 34 and so um, this is when Moses was at the mountain seeking God's uh, presence. And so verse 12 to 15, right? It just talks about, let me read that actually so we get a better understanding of what that says. So this is going to be in Exodus chapter 33. So we'll just do the first uh, chapter first, 33 verses 12 to 15. It reads, Moses said to the Lord, you have been telling me, lead these people. 
But you have not let me know whom you will send with me. You have said, I know you by name, and you have found favor with me. If you are pleased with me, teach me your way, so I may know you and continue to find favor with you. Remember that this nation is your people. The Lord replied, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. Then Moses said to him, If your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. Amen. I love this so much because, wow, this was at the tent of the tent of meeting, right? Um, yeah, so actually, no, it wasn't. I'm sorry. But yeah, this was just when Moses was seeking God out to kind of get directions on like, okay, uh, when God had told Moses that he would use him to uh, bring his people out from of the oppression of the Egyptians, the Israelites out of the out of the oppressions of uh, the Egyptians, Moses was a good leader because he sought God out for wisdom, for instructions, for clarity. I love that because he went to God and he said, "Well, God, first of all, you got to tell me who you're sending, what I'm doing, where I'm going, who I'm going with, things like that." Moses was a leader who sought God out and sought the direction so that way he can understand what the assignment was right Moses understood the assignment <laughs> and the assignment was of course involving God with you on every step of the way and so that's what David didn't do David didn't seek God neither did Uzzah he didn't seek God to understand what is the wisdom and direction that you want to instill in me today and so that is what we always got to remember to do to seek God out, to ask God, what are you telling me? Where are you leading me? Who are you bringing into my life? And how can I recognize them that this is who it is and that they're from you? I love verse 14. The Lord replied, my presence will not go, will go with you and I will give you rest. I love this because God promises his presence to Moses. That is what happens when we're in fellowship and in close union with God. He promised to go with us everywhere. His Holy Spirit would never leave nor forsake us. Um, in Psalms, it says that we lie, make our bed in hell, that we make our bed in the darkest, deepest valley. He will be with us. God will be with us. He will comfort us. He'll walk with us. No matter where we go, God will never leave us. And to have God's presence be with you and to go with you wherever you go, we will have rest. God says, and I will give you rest. And so Moses sought out his presence. But Moses was like, I mean, of course, God, I won't even go if your presence does not go with me. That's how committed and dedicated I am to you, to following you. Moses was an obedient uh, leader. He was a surrendered leader. He was a leader who trusted God wholeheartedly, who didn't want God's presence out of his presence. And so we got to be like Moses, right? We got to be like Moses that we say, you know what, God? If you if you don't go without go with me, I'm not going. You have to go for me to follow you. You gotta go for me to even move. And I love that because imagine if we did all the things and all the decisions that we, we, we made or the places that we went to. Imagine if we didn't go unless we asked God to be there with us. And if God wasn't there, we didn't go. You know how many trouble we'll save? You know how many gas money we'll save? You know how many time we'll save? Like you know like have you ever for example in your past gone to somewhere and you're just like oh my gosh like why did i even come here you felt like it was a waste of time whether you know you went to a friend's event or a party or something like that and you just felt like you could have been doing something so much better with your time with your day have you ever felt that way and if the answer is yes i'm sure most of you have felt that way because i i certainly have a lot of my past i felt that way even sometimes i feel this way it's like oh my gosh why did i even come to this person's dinner like i could have stayed home like i'm happy to come support but like 
oh my gosh. <laughs> but nevertheless, it's like, imagine if we had consulted God first before we even stepped out the house. How much time would will we have saved? How much energy will we have saved? We would have saved so much time, but guess what? We don't consult him as much as, I, I'm speaking for myself, I honestly don't consult God as much as I need to, like Moses did, where I need to be fervent and say, you know what, God, I'm not going if your presence does not go with us. I'm not going if your presence does not go, because why would I go anywhere without you? Why? Why would I put myself in harm's way? Why would I put myself in danger? Why would I put myself in, in annoyance? Why would I waste my time when I can simply wait on the presence of God? Imagine if we made all our decisions consulting God first. Do you know how many things that we'll have, would have, we would have done differently? How many things we would, we would have said differently? Uh, I know I would have. You know, imagine if you didn't speak until, not, not literally because God, you know, he doesn't ex- Again, he doesn't want us to be a baby and depend on him to do the little things like speak, but for, for important things, right? Or even quote unquote, because God wants to be present in everything. But what I mean by that is like, don't, don't become so quote unquote spiritual. It's like, I won't even say, call this person and say, good morning. Or I won't even say good morning to my mom unless God tells me to like, that's silly. You know, God does not want us to not say good morning to our, our parents and our family. Those are things that he gives us wisdom and common sense and free will to do. But when it comes to important things like, okay, God, Mm, should I uh, take this job offer, right? Then we wait on him before he says no, take the job offer or yeah, take it or no, don't take the job offer or yes, take it, but ask for this price, this amount. If we wait on God for those little details that are so big and life-changing, we would have saved ourselves so much trouble, you know? And so it's really important that we are like Moses, where we have that relationship with God, we consult God, and we seek him out for his direction and for his leadership. Um, so yeah, I can go on. It was, like I said, an 11-hour retreat, so it's hard to kind of summarize every single thing um but nevertheless it was amazing i was so blessed and i just loved this whole concept of the difference between being an Uza versus being a leader like moses who is a woman or a man of god that sought god seeks out god and sought the word of god sought the lord for everything in which we are looking to do and so, um, yeah, nevertheless, I hope you all were blessed by this message. Like I said, it's kind of hard for me to sit here and summarize every single thing. But those were the main points. And I hope that you all enjoyed it because I certainly did. It was so life-changing, you know, and just a great message for us to constantly remember that we don't need to help God out. He doesn't need our help. What we need to do is to is to need God's help. We God's help. We're the ones that need to seek Him out. We're the ones that need to consult Him for every and anything that we do, and just be in His presence always to say, God, what are You saying? What is the next step that You want me to take? Where's the next location that You want me to go to, and so forth and so forth. Um, but yeah, nevertheless, um, you know, I want to do my salvation, the salvation prayer. But again, this message would not mean anything to you if you aren't saved this message will not mean anything to you if you don't understand or know who god is because in order for you to have god to lead you is to be saved to have god and to receive him and so if you're somebody who has not yet received christ and would like to do that all you got to do is just say this 
an easy prayer of salvation and believe it with your heart and believe that God is a God who's faithful. God is a God who will never leave nor forsake you. God is a God who loves you and wants you to be in his presence, in his family, and wants you to consult him for every decision that you'd make because without God, life is bland. Without God, life is pointless in my opinion, you know, and so if you would like to receive God, just say this prayer and believe in your heart. Okay, so I'm going to read it and please repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I come to you from the depths of my heart, realizing I have sinned. I repent of my sins and confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and died on the cross for me and my sins. I believe that you raised him from the dead. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and live in me now. I receive by faith you as my personal Lord and Savior. I receive your spirit as my comforter to help me obey you and to do your will. It's in Jesus' name that I believe and receive the things that I prayed this day. Amen. 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 If you have prayed this prayer of salvation and have been saved, please feel free to email me and I can uh, get you connected. It's really important that once you do get saved, you just don't stop there and think, you know, okay, I've done everything I need to do. No, you keep growing. You get into the family of believers and you expand your faith. You get closer to God. You get to know God. You seek God so that way you can understand who he is, what he sounds like, and what is he uh, trying to do in you and through you. Um, but okay, well, thanks so much for joining me all today. Um, my next recording on my calendar it should be June 11th. So I look forward to seeing you all next or two weeks from now. But stay blessed in the meantime. And yeah, my birthday's coming up. So I'm really excited to just, you know, have another year and be in God's presence. So my birthday's next week, actually. <laughs> so yeah, just pray for me, you know, pray for just a great year um, of life and just, you know, continuously thank God with me for all that he does in all our lives. And just, uh, yeah, you all be blessed. Okay. Talk to you later. Bye.